Hey girls, my name is Brittany Laurie and you are listening to The Virtue Podcast. We are in the midst, in the middle of the Christmas season. This time out of all the different seasons of the year brings the most feelings and emotions, right? They can be feelings of anticipation, joy, excitement, remembrance, comfort. You may just be feeling holly and jolly, but on the other hand, you can be feeling stressed, anxious, sad, discouraged, afraid, or resentful. So much of the season's feelings can be tied to our family dynamic, what is currently happening, and what has occurred in the past. Let's face it, there is no perfect family. Even Jesus had a twisted family tree. While some families get by without too many conflicts or hardships, others could be riddled with them. Depending on your family and extended family's spiritual state, these conflicts and hardships can range from bad to worse to downright nasty. So what do we do, and how as Christians should we approach the challenges we may be facing this season? Well, number one, joyfully. We have been learning in James to count it all joy. James 1, 2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. James says here, many kinds. Yes, even difficult family dynamics and conflicts. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 16-18, it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, Give thanks in all circumstance, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So be joyful, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks. Okay, well, this just doesn't make sense. My Christmas presents got stolen, my car broke down, my parents are getting divorced, my brother-in-law hates me. Like, woohoo, party time, best Christmas ever. No, like, what is joy? Joy is being happy, not because of our circumstances, but it is otherwise dependent on Jesus. And you guys, Jesus knows. He sympathizes with you. He is not unfamiliar with your pain. He is walking with you in it. We are saved by grace and not joy. But it is in God's grace we can have joy even in the midst of situations we do not like and cannot understand. More than likely, we won't get a quick fix to solve the problem. Instead of a quick fix, we need a perspective change to look at our struggles and difficulties in a different light, from a different view, and know that God is working in us something far greater than we can even imagine. So number two, humbly, humbly. Can you think of anything more humble than God himself becoming a human, a helpless baby? I'm reminded of a Chris Tomlin song. It's a Christmas song called Winter Snow. And it just paints the most perfect picture of how our Lord came down. God in heaven coming down humbly, gently, quietly, soft, and slow. Okay, I'll save you the singing because no one wants to hear that, believe me. But the first chorus says, You could have come like a mighty storm with all the strength of a hurricane. You could have come like a forest fire with the power of heaven in your flame. But you came like a winter snow. 
quiet and soft and slow, falling from the sky in the night to the earth below. You could have swept in like a tidal wave or a big ocean to ravish our hearts. You could have come through like a roaring flood to wipe away the things that we've scarred. Doesn't that just give you the greatest visual? Do yourself a favor and listen to that song because it's definitely one of my favorites. But when you picture that and then you read verses like Philippians 2, 5 through 8 that says, In your relationships with one another, have the mindset of Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used in his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. When we think about that, and meditate on those words, how can our perspective and attitudes not shift? I think sometimes, especially with our families and the people that we are closest to, whether or not they are believers, we want to come in with all of our thoughts and all of our opinions. We want to start correcting and pointing out sin and putting people in their places. But that may not always be the right way to handle the situation. There is definitely a time and place to have those conversations, but we must remember it was God's kindness that led us to repentance. And in the same vein, we may be forced to share a table this Christmas with someone you otherwise would not, but we need to remember that God gave us a seat at his table before we deserved it. He gives us one now. We can show humility grace, and love. It doesn't mean we are agreeing, condoning, or accepting that person's attitude or lifestyle. We can humble ourselves, putting on the mindset of Christ, counting ourselves lower, and looking for ways and opportunities to serve the people God has placed in our families. Actions can communicate what words sometimes cannot. No one forgets a kind act, especially a sacrificial, unwarranted one. There are going to be some people in your life that, simply put, are just going to be hard to love. They have hurt you or wronged you in some way. They're rude. They continually complain. They have too high of expectations from you. Or maybe they're just generally unpleasant. If their actions are affecting you, think of how it's affecting them. They are probably terribly unhappy. The Bible says in Luke 6, 32 through 36, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. Okay, ouch. It goes on to say, But love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the highest, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. We are saved, forgiven, and given the Holy Spirit. We should behave like it. 
Sometimes being humble enough to look inward and ask yourself the questions, where can I be better in this situation? I know what this other person has done, but Lord, help me recognize where I can bring about change and healing in myself and also with others. So this all sounds great on paper, right? Difficult circumstances, be joyful. Hard people, be humble. Mm -hmm, Got it. Reading these things and even agreeing with them is one thing, but actually living them out, that is a whole other story. So how do we do this? So number three is looking forward and up. Paul says in Philippians 3, 12 through 14, not that I have already obtained all this or I've already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. So we look forward. What is forward? The goal, the prize, our eternal life which lies ahead. No hardship here. No denying yourself here. No making the right choices here go unnoticed or unrewarded. Your heavenly Father sees you. He knows you are laying up treasures in heaven, a far greater reward than we can even imagine here on earth. It is so easy to be overwhelmed by our trials here on earth. Sometimes we're only seeing what is three feet ahead of us. Our family conflict, our family tragedies, financial hardships, whatever it is can feel all-consuming. We take our eyes off of Christ and we forget to look up. That is one of Satan's easiest tricks, getting us to forget what lies ahead, eternity versus now, trading rubies for pebbles. We grieve the Holy Spirit for our two cents. I don't know what your family is facing this season or what tragedies you have endured in the past, but I do know that Jesus makes beauty from the worst messes. Out of Jesus' twisted family tree came the Savior of the world. Nothing is wasted or lost here. I promise nothing. I am praying that if nothing great happens this Christmas, you know that there is a God in heaven that loves you. He came down to show you that, to make peace in your heart no matter what. I hope that in light of all of that, you are able to have yourself a very Merry Christmas. So I am going to pray for us now. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just come before you, and I just pray for all the ladies that are listening to this podcast and all of the families that they represent. Father, I pray that you would be with these ladies now, that you would prepare them just for the upcoming weeks, Father, when they're going to be around their families. I pray that you would give them just peace and comfort, Father, that it would rule in their hearts and homes, and that you would give them wisdom and grace, God, as they just represent you to their families. We love you, and we thank you that you are familiar with everything that's going on in our lives, and I pray that we wouldn't neglect to include you in all of those things. And in Jesus' name, amen.